You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I'm your host, Judith Hannah Gold. That's right. That's my full name, Judith Hannah Gold. And I am 57 years old because last week I turned 57. I am 57. 57. But I look good. Anyway, I'm very excited. I actually have uh, wanted to have our next guest on the podcast for quite a long time. And now he's come to my apartment. He used to live a block away. And he used to be a personal trainer at my gym. But now he is... Pete Dominic, everyone! Oh, Woo! my gosh, I can't believe I'm in your kitchen, You're Judith. You're in my kitchen, oh, yeah. It's very the clean. Kitchen, the kitchen, the... It isn't really clean. It looks clean to me. It's, um, a, it's a lovely apartment. I'm just going to... Thank you. I'm just going to warn everyone that my son Henry's here and his girlfriend, Jacqueline, so there might be some interruptions. I, I hope there won't be any because it's annoying. They have no respect for me. Is that right? Yeah, they have they no... They seem to. Uh, before we started, they seem to be lovely. Yeah, they're lovely, but it's like I told Henry, listen, I'm recording a podcast. And Okay, bye. Oh, he came he over just, with a fart, fart noise. Oh, Henry, that's great. I'm oh. a really good mother. I love that. <laughs> I love that he... That was Henry be... who farted into the mic, but it was a just from his phone. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... They don't, like, as you can see, I have my, my desk is actually in the living room because of my kids. It should be in another room. Like, I should have an office, but I don't, and I fucking can't stand it. Oh, really? Does it, I mean, in New York City apartment living, you just make things work and you don't, right. you don't think about it. You, right. It, how much does the space really matter? I Pete, mean, I'm going to fucking kill myself. I have one bathroom. You don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Okay, because you live in. We, we abandoned the city when we when my wife was. Are you her. upset that you abandoned the city? No, no. I found that New York City apartment living was becoming uh, too challenging for me. A mainly because I wanted to be in nature. Like I wanted to walk out and be in the woods. That was my dream. So. So now you're in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And I you're hate miserable. The commute. Right. How yeah. long's the commute? It's uh, an hour into the city. Ew. Forty minutes. Into the city, but I don't have car. To every, every, or do you do train? When I come in, I always drive, but I'm not coming in every day because, right. as you know, I'm no longer working. Um, Pete hosted a show. <laughs> you hosted several shows on Sirius XM. I did, yeah. 14 years I was there. Yeah, 14 years at Sirius XM. I have, I had done a show. I also asked him to get me a show, and he couldn't because the people at Sirius XM are aho. I tried very hard. There was a lot of people who liked you there, but I think that they just they weren't they weren't adding whatever program whatever it is. Like I had a, a show people, for a little while, yeah, I and I it was great. Yeah. yeah, and then boom, 
you know, and then I was in negotiations for a show. And then they dropped it. You're at the so last good minute. at it. You're I so love good. it. People love when you would come on my show. Well, you, your show was great. Was oh, thank you. Great. And there will be another show. It died. It's over. It's not over. Okay. Right after it was done, with like a week after I lost my dream gig of twelve yeah. years, I was at like a you know a backyard barbecue. And right. I was talking to some guy, and I go, "Hey, can I interview you real quick? Can I record that for my show?" And another guy who I just met said, "What show?" I'd forgotten that I did. I, I wasn't doing it anymore. I was like, I'll put it on my social media, okay? Like I asked a guy to interview what? him, and then uh, not not forgetting that I didn't have that. But gig you, d- I know, but you still yeah. kind of have it. Well, I relaunched. I'm right. A, the Stand Up Pete Dominic podcast is out and available. We're eleven episodes in, Judy. Please support us on Patreon. You did the Patreon. Should I do the Patreon? Yes, I think everybody should. So what do you do on Patreon? Basically, Patreon is a way for people to pay for the artists, journalists, musicians, comedians, commentators' work that they like the most. When I was at SiriusXM, people paid like anywhere from $7 to $10 for a subscription, but many of them only listened to my show, and they always felt bad. They wished all the money went to me because that's all they listened to. Right Now that's the case. And so you can give someone $2 or $3 or whatever you want a month, and you now are paying for a subscription to their newsletter. I do that with a few people. I subscribe to these two journalists' newsletters, and I pay them every month. And you can do that with podcasts. And it creates like a real competition for corporate media, and you get to kind of subscribe a la carte to the things and people you like and support them. Okay, so – And they get all of them. You have to – you have to get – you have to have content, correct? Anything you want. It could be music, videos, podcasts, anything you want. If you can convince people, if they like you and like what you're doing, they'll they'll support it with their money. They'll All subscribe right, monthly. Yeah, you should do, do it. Patreon.com slash Patreon. Right, but how much do I have to do shit every day? Is it every day? No. You you come up with kind of an, almost a, an agreement to some extent, an expectation. Like I'm putting out three podcasts a week and I'll put on a, out extra content. When I do my new stand-up special, they'll be the first ones to see it. They'll wow, I'm like, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because I have so much free time. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning, Peter. I can't wait. Peter, you grew up, uh, well, you were born on Halloween. That's right. Yes. You did some prep. I do prep. Very I nice. do prep. Isn't that the AIDS drug prep? Uh, it, I think it may be, yeah. but it's also a reference to the work yes. that you do, do to get ready Preparation. for an interview. Right. Oh, I forgot to bring the bell for my oh. son and his girlfriend. Oh. And it's the Jew bell. Oh. Anything Jewish gets a bell, a ring. Is that right? Yes. Can I have one? No, you're not Jewish. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. What if I had Jewish friends over and I also had a bell? <clears throat> You'd have to ring it. Well, that's all we have is Jewish friends. Yeah. So is that true? Mostly. Why? The ones that are close. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so you were born and you grew up in Syracuse. Is yeah, that correct? Didn't have any Jewish friends there. Right. Yeah. But there are Jews in Syracuse. There's a lot one. of Italians. Is it Jew? Dave Crowder, great guy. Went to Cornell. Really? Yeah, you but, grew up with him? Yeah, but I didn't know he was Jewish. Why? Because it was just he was. Did he one. have a bar mitzvah? I yes he did but I wasn't invited you weren't invited he was one year older than me I didn't know that but uh-huh. yeah he was the only one that I knew of and he went to an Ivy League school because he, he is a Jew well okay I know if that's why but. yeah it is why oh. okay now um <clears throat> siblings I have an older brother he's my muse he is yeah. what does he do nothing right now he's an activist he's a journalist he's a technical writer and he's now living in the woods writing a book. No way. Yeah. By himself? By himself. He's not married? He's been married twice, two Jews, one Israeli, 
And Abel for the Israeli? Yeah. Okay. And now he's in like, he's always been in kind of open relationships. And now he has like four women that come visit him. And they four all have sex. Four women? They all have sex. He's polyamorous. He's in an open marriage. He, he, he not Wait, anymore. he's with the, the one of the women? Not anymore. No. Okay. Does he have children? He does not. He had a vasectomy in his early 20s. Why? Oh my knew. God. Your mother must have been so pissed off. They were disappointed. But I didn't like. Get why one. have a vasectomy? Because he didn't want. It's called uh, a condom. He didn't want to bring a child into this world. Okay. What I had two kids. I know, but I mean to. Uh, I can't even admit. I invited two humans into the suffering. Yeah, it is suffering <laughs> now. Okay, so he's older than you. So you grew up in Syria. What kind of neighborhood? Like I need to know. Rule. Grew up in, the, in a dead-end street with uh-huh. cornfields around my house where hunters would walk through my backyard to get into the woods to kill deer. No way. With their guns? Yes. Grew up in the, in the Finger Lakes region. Oh, I love the Finger Lakes. Grew up on the Finger Lakes, boating and fishing. Really? And, and outside having it, BB gun wars. Are there a lot of lesbians in the Finger Not Lakes? Not that I know. <laughs> get it? The Finger Lakes. I would imagine. Isn't that funny? That would be a great place for them. Shut up. But so is the Cape because it's shaped like a whole arm. And you Yeah, that's right. That. I like to fist it. Now, um, sorry, kids. So- you all right? So you just grew up. What did your parents do? I couldn't find a lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, my mom about was a, your early childhood about your growing up. Both my parents did not go to college. Well, my mom did two years in uh, where early childhood educator. Uh huh. At the same college I went to, SUNY Cobleskill. Yeah, yeah. My mom went there in the late sixties. I went there in the early nineties. Right. And I gave. I went back there um, fourteen years later and gave the commencement speech. No way. Yeah, it was, a, it was probably... Yeah. I want to give I a commencement bombed. speech. You I bombed? Did, I didn't do great. I didn't do great. It Why? Because it was a very different thing than anything I'd ever done. And it was just... Uh, maybe I didn't strike the right tone. But I did have a good opening where I basically listed all of my accomplishments in my career and then uh, gave a finger to the colleges that did not accept me because Cobleskill was the only one that did. So that Where was else fun. did you apply? A bunch of other SUNY schools because that's all my dad would pay for. Like Binghamton? No, that one was too good for me. Like uh, Cortland and Buffalo State, I think, I applied to. Wow. But I only got into uh, SUNY Cobleskill and went there for two years, got my associate's degree, moved to New York City to become a comedian. Met you. So you, you got an associate's. I did. I don't want to brag on your, on your show, but yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. In what about humanities. Now, what about your brother? Did my he go brother to college? Did not, my brother did not go to college. He went to two weeks of community college, but he's a genius. Right. Like he's a gene, like he's very, very smart, very moral, uh, and wise. Person. Okay. So your parents, not college educated. No, my dad owned an insurance agency. My mom was a preschool teacher, but then she did go back to college when we were like 10 and 12. Right. And she did get her bachelor's and master's and became a public school teacher. Wow. I Syracuse love her. What's City her name? School district. Mary Dominic. What's up, mom? What up, Mary? What up, Mary? She loves herself some Judy Gold. My whole, all the women in my life love Judy Gold. I love you, Mary Dominic. Now, your father what's does his not name? like you. He doesn't? No, does not like the gays. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're such an asshole. What? No, he doesn't like Jews. Okay. So, sorry. What's his name? My dad's Chuck. Chuck Dominic. Charles Dominic. Yeah, just had a heart attack, then fell and lost an eye. Wow. Yeah, Chucky good. Cheese. 75 years old, everybody. Wait, he lost an eye? Well, he, he had a heart attack. Okay. Got a stent. Was right. good to go because my dad's like the man of steel. Very, right. very healthy skier, cyclist. Yeah. yeah. And 
the meds, the blood thinners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Made him faint. He fell. He lacerated his eyeball, Judy. Oh, my God. I can't. That's horrible. That phrase really makes people cringe. Lacerated his eyeball. Yes. Everybody should give it a shot. And when and I say bull, I mean bull. Had yeah. uh, two surgeries, nothing. Couldn't get it back. And now he has uh, decided he is So he can't go see at, out of it. He can't see out of that eye. Nothing. No light, no nothing. That happened the same week I lost my job. So everything's going really well for you is what you're trying to say. It's like kismet. On paper, it looks terrible. But I just, I'm, I, can't, I don't really, I haven't stopped working and trying to right. figure it that's out. That's the way so you have, that's, that's you how have I know. am. Right. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's very hard and, Can and we terrifying. Not? I know. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And, you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh, God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You live at the, in a cul-de-sac. But it, it, a dead-end street, Bellflower Circle. Okay, how close is your closest neighbor? Like, was it houses? Oh, close enough. Like, right. you know, like uh, the houses were close. You could throw, okay. throw a rock and hit it. And uh, I did. I threw a rock and hit my neighbor's house. And what happened? Because they were brown people. Is that true? No, but I did um, egg the house of a woman who is a, a, tran- a transsexual. No way. Yeah. A- Why? Yeah, because we were 12 and we were growing up in the country and she was a man and now a woman. And so we committed a hate crime. Okay, 
It was Halloween, and we went trick or treat. Oh, it's your at, birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday, which is also which kind of sucks, right? No, it's good. It's for good. me. I thought it was great. I got candy and presents. Oh, okay. I thought that was cool. Um, wait. So you so close minded? Yeah. Yeah. There was not any diversity. Right, but your parents didn't say you. That's the wrong thing to do. Or my you, mom taught in the city schools, and so a lot of her students were black kids. And I was raised. I had mixed race cousins, and so when it came to race. I don't, I don't think I had the typical bigotry that probably right. most of my friends grew up with in that community. Right. Uh, but I didn't know any gay people. I didn't know any Jewish people. I didn't, it wasn't, but I was always curious. Right. But yeah, that we, we did not accept like a sex. We called that lady sex change lady. <clears throat> we right. called her sex change lady. Maybe not to her face, but certainly behind her back. So but did she live by herself? I think so. Oh. I think so. I don't know. Uh, that poor, now don't you feel awful? I know how an egg looks sliding down her door. How mean is that? Can you imagine Very painful now? memory to think about. I, I, I thought of, last time I was home, I thought of going up and knocking on that door and, and finding out if that person was there and apologizing. But uh, I think, I, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best How idea. long ago was this? That we were kids. We were like 12. It was over 20 years ago. All right. Well, you could maybe. Maybe. I mean. I'm not opposed to it. I feel, I, it's not on not on my conscience. I'm ta- I, I would talk about it just to, to to reveal the fact that when you're a young person growing up without any diversity or for whatever excuse, there's no excuse. But right, but your parents should be like they don't know no. about it. They didn't right. know about it. Right, they didn't know that person even lived there. So where did your parents grow up? We only knew of that person's gender, whatever it was. I mean, and I'm still making assumptions right. because we knocked on her door for Halloween. For Halloween, like I, they, they weren't right. That's st- how you did know. I, I, I growing up in the suburbs, which. I did in New Jersey. Like I knew most of the neighbors. We knew everyone, but there were those weird houses where you're like, "Ooh, what's good?" This was on another street. This was like two streets away, so we Uh knew everybody on our street pretty well. You knew, you know, there was. So, were you popular? Like, what kind of kid were you? I was the most popular kid in high school. No, you weren't. Yeah, I had to be. I had a need for it. I never missed one day of high school, Judy. Not one absence all four years because every day was an audience. Every class so, was okay. an audience. So th- mm-hmm. you're the first yes. popular comedian I've ever. Is that right? We're mm. all miserable. Like, were mm. you miserable at no. all? Never been miserable. So you're... always been a happy person, I think. Even your brother? I don't know if my brother. Yeah, because just... he's living in the woods with his poly, whatever. Yeah, he's... Were your parents happy? I think so. I think so. They're still married and. There wasn't a lot of, you know, tremendous tragedy or adversity that 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 came into our lives growing up. Uh, my brother did go to rehab uh-huh. in high school when I was a, a junior. He was what just was out he of on? high school, uh, mainly alcohol. Uh huh. But we had to do an intervention. That was the most difficult. Ooh, thing. What was that like? That was dramatic. That was dramatic because we were told by the therapist who saw us and him right. that he would go given the intervention. My uncle right. flew in from Colorado. There's no nine people in the room. Wait, why did, so is, who's uncle, whose brother? My dad's brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's, was close with my brother and we picked the people who were most influential on my brother. Right. And nine people and he comes in the living room and he's a very intelligent person. Wait, so he's in another room. Yep. Doesn't know everybody's there. Really? Right. Like doesn't hear, no. Thought he was coming over to visit my uncle, knew my uncle was there, didn't know that all of these other people Oh, so he wasn't in the house. No, he had just arrived. Right. And I mean, he was, wasn't living in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He was, just came over. Right. He'd been kicked out of the house. Right. That's and, the worst. Yeah. And he, he uh, walked in the room and there we all were, including the therapist. Right. So he immediately deduced what it was and he said, I'm out of here. I know what this is. He laughed at us and left. They convinced him to come back in, my dad and his brother, I think, and the, maybe the therapist. 
And he came back in and the therapist said, I didn't think we were going to have to do this, but we have to read Brian our consequences if he doesn't want to go to rehab because that was the whole goal. The intervention ends with him in the car, literally on his way to rehab. That's it. That's how it worked. And so I had to go first because the therapist was like, Peter, you're going to be the most impactful. I'm like, really? Okay. We weren't even that super close. How old were you? I was maybe 15. He was 17. Okay. So I had these two leather bracelets on my one wrist and I said, I wear these because you had these leather bracelets and I thought they looked cool, but I gave them a meaning and the meaning was that I wasn't going to end up like you. I wasn't going to be an alcoholic and drink and I haven't had a drink, but all my friends have started drinking and I want to and I'm going to not have the strength to not start if you don't quit. If you don't quit, I think, I think I'm just going to start drinking and I kind of a threat but it was also true so I took the bracelets off I still wear two bracelets and I uh I dropped them on the ground and he got up and he said take me now before I change my mind and he hugged me and we cried and my dad's brother my uncle threw him in the Corvette and drove him to Pennsylvania 28 days later and he's been sober for over 20 years until he started smoking pot a few years ago but that's been great for him his problem was alcohol so he started using weed after 20 some years of sobriety and then he wrote like two books in a week so you did it. You made him go to rehab. I told him that I don't. I don't know if I would take. Yeah, whatever. So sure. what happened with the bracelets? I put them back on, and I never took them off again. Wow. I've still. I mean, I take them off sometimes, but I, I still generally wear two bracelets of some kind. Wow. Yeah. You're so gay. So I won't start drinking. So that's, that's your like every. It's not t- true. Oh, right. I drink and I smoke weed. And I, yeah. You do? Oh, a ton of weed. I don't drink much. I drink every day, but I, not every day, almost every day I have a beer. Wait, I thought you said you didn't drink. Yeah, I drink. I just don't get drunk ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Almost ever. And I enjoy the marijuana. Yeah, it's changed my life for the better. Right. I worry sometimes that, you know, at at a later stage of my life, it's going to catch up with me somehow, some way, but. I worry about that too, but I realize that I have been self-medicating since. You know, I started mm-hmm. smoking marijuana mm-hmm. at the age of 16. 16. Yeah. Wow. I know. They say it affects your brain. What? Who are you? Until you're 25. When are you? What's your name? But other than that, Wait. I'm not sure what the long-term consequences. Wait, where clearly, are we? Clearly, it's had an effect on you. What? What's? Wait, why are you in my apartment? Who are okay, you? Okay, so, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So were you a good student? No. Really? I, was, I liked school a lot. You went to school every day. You were really popular, but I didn't care for the work. I didn't, and I I cheated on tests. I knew everybody. The smart kids liked me, and they helped me. I I got by with grit and and perseverance, but I didn't like sitting in a classroom. Right? Do you think you have addddd? Probably, but like I don't. I don't, I don't see that as an excuse to not learn. Right. I just, it, no, I I'm just saying that it doesn't, it's it hard to focus. Like, yeah. If you have certain, it was, for me, it was interesting. I'm, I'm good at sitting in a room and learning Listen, something right. I'm interested in. Right. But I if know. I'm not interested, I can't, do I can't that either. fake it's it. It's so hard. It's and so hard. And, is, to for, and to force you. Yeah. Like, I think back, like Henry's taking this finite math class. And he and Elisa, Henry and Elisa. What does that mean, finite? It's a fucking math. It's just like weird math. It's a math class he has to pass. For college? For, I to get done. his degree. Yeah, but he has to pass this one okay. class. <clears throat> a lot of people graduate without having passed that, and then have, they don't get their diploma. They don't that. get a physical diploma. Until, I didn't get that know. far to even. So, you know, 
it's not his strong subject, the math. Wasn't mine um, either. Hate but it. he was like explaining it to Elisa because Elisa loves math. And I, my, I just even hearing them talk about it made me anxious. Like I can't, it's like being forced to learn something that you have no capacity to figure out. Like yeah. your brain just doesn't work yeah. that way. Does it affect your in, in your own financial investments, accounting, paying your own bills? No, that I'm like, good at. I don't like, my wife does all that. I don't right. like dealing with numbers. No, I, I like numbers. I make the money and she takes control of it all. And- no, I like numbers. Okay. I like music. I was a music major, so oh. I like, I'm very into, oh, so you, you know, number. for that stuff. Right. Yeah, but I, I hate formulas of like what you know he was reading like if you're if you have three barrels and the blah 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 blah, yeah, the yeah, blah blah like and i'm either. just like no i'm never gonna use this i don't fucking care Same. yeah i don't like I always... why make my brain i could be learning something else great point those are the points i felt in ninth grade i was like i am never going to use this right five x plus two y it's a letter next to a number i've never seen how that was right. gonna be useful for me in my life i wasn't going to design aviation technology and, you know, much less build something. There's other ways of learning. And that's what I, like, I just don't understand. I have to do, I have to practice. Don't learn over my shoulder and teach me how to use a a software program. Just let me use it. Right. Do you read directions? Not very much. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, forget it. I can't. I, I, that, uh, it's really a like If I'm putting together a piece of Ikea, yes. Right, you but have not to. not if I've downloaded new software. Right. I get too excited to use it. Like, let me just fuck around with right, this. Right, I know. Yeah. And they're like, do you want a tutorial? No, I just want to fucking do my work. Shut the fuck Although up. Although I call- If I need something later, I'll look it up and, I'll, and everything will be fucked up. Do you have Apple computers? Yeah. Because you're doing well. And I am too, of course. And I called- Apple support, I didn't know this was a thing. You can be on the phone for free with like an American youngish sounding cool person that will log into your computer and fix all of your problems. I know. As long as you want for free. I'm the last no, person that's to Apple find that care. Out. Yeah, but you used to have to pay for that. Right. And it no, wasn't you that robust. And it. Weren't that ho- this guy goes, this Don't guy's- you pay for it when no, you get the- you, Anybody can have it. I think. Okay, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. I told him. I said, I thought you had to pay for it. He goes, no, that's no longer the case. We want to help you. It's the customer experience that they... This guy said to me, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to treat you the same way I would a friend's or a family. And I was like, I believed him. Like, I believed... Have you the, met him? That authentic. I want to. I want to be no. with him. <laughs> I want... I told him. Alex, if you're listening, from Apple. Yeah, Alex from Apple. I've, Pete is- he, I was having a panic attack because I needed this computer right, right now. And this kid held my hand. And I wanted- So you, do you want to have sex with him? I would, I would repay him in a sexual way. You would? I would. You'd blow him? I don't know. I'd have to see him. I've never blown anybody. So you've never had any homo- Experience no, never. I I had an oppor- I've had a few opportunities when back in the day when I worked at Equinox more than ever. Not so much anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. In the I was steam in a steam room. room yeah. and a guy, uh, a guy uh, pulled his dick out and uh, and showed me his erection. And what'd you do? I left the steam room. You just got up. and I left. got up and I left. I never seen another. Okay, I never seen another man's erection. erection. Even as like a child, like messing around, like never, never did. Okay. I would like to discuss the steam room, even though it's not chronological order, which I usually go through. But you, I met you because you were a trainer at Equinox. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jim used to be the manager. That's right. He was my friend too. He is 
the greatest. He's he ran, one of the greatest m- men I've ever met. Right. Yeah, reached out to me recently. Jim Villamore. Yeah, he's great the guy. greatest guy. He's an Australian. I, I love you, Jim. He. I ran the marathon with him. Is that right? Yes. I remember thinking that that man, Jim Villamore, I remember as a young man when he was the manager at that gym, I remember thinking that is the, the model, the measure of a man I want to be. He's thoughtful. He's smart. He's yeah. funny. He, he's great. And, he and also, he's a leader. A real leader. And he was also a gay man that... that and I didn't know he was gay for a long time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, and it wasn't, it was never important, but it was important for me to see a man, a gay man in his role running everything. Because if there was any kind of, you know, prejudice about sexuality, hold you back from right, whatever. Right, right. Uh, and I just, he was just such a good role model yeah. for me as a man, as a person. But I, just a greatest guy. Very I mean, generous. He bit. was, you know, he was in the Olymp, he was in the Olympic trials for running, like for marathon yeah, he's an running. Yeah, elite athlete. Yeah. And he ran that marathon with me, like slowly, just to, he said, I Very, never ran it just to, you know, ha- and have fun. Huh. And he ran the whole way and she did he like the you? whole. Get out. No, why did you guys. Get out. Why Get would someone like him like someone like you? Is that a real question? Yeah, because you guys were so different i remember being jealous of your relationship with him really i remember thinking why does judy like him and not me you're so full of shit at the beginning yeah eventually you liked me but at first you were very abrasive and you're standoffish and i think well first of all i was i'm very in my head when i work out like because i feel like at that time, I wasn't on meds, and that was my only way to get endorphins. Mm. And I would overexercise. I remember. I remember watching you exercise. I watched you For exercise hours. a lot. Yeah, it'd be just a sweaty man. You worked yeah. so hard. I still go, and I still. It's really hard for me to only do like a half an hour of cardio. Interesting. But I'll be like, "You're done. Your your knees. You can't take much more." But Jim Villamore, Equinox. He. He was really, he used to tell me some steam room stories. Yeah, oh, that. Well, I worked there, and so I would bust, I would have to walk in. I would, it was my responsibility to check the men's locker room for sexual activity. And you'd always have to check to, you'd have to open the steam room. And, and some, every once in a while, not actually somewhat frequently, they would scatter. Men would just scatter okay, away from. What them. is that? I really am fascinated by. You're asking the wrong person. No, no but, but it's like, because some of them are straight. I'm sure. Well, is anybody? Well, I mean, it's not. like I don't know, like no, like but I a mean, blowjob or a handjob in the steam room. If that's gay, I think I might be gay. Really, like, I think I would allow for that. Really, I, yeah, that's I, not I've never, gay. I've never, but pursued it's just like it. what it, women don't sit in the steam room and like start fingering themselves. It just doesn't happen. I can't explain why that is. It's it. May, I don't know. I don't. Can you def- imagine? I, like I can't even imagine never, sitting that in the, never happens. To no, women in the no, steam room never hook no, up. No, they're Come all. On. I'm not kidding. You've never even heard of it anecdotally? No. Come on. If anyone then if anyone gay. has hooked up in the steam room, women, what? Can you please write to me at judygold.com? Seriously. It's I want just, to well, know. It's definitely not a thing, I guess. Like but. I I go in, sometimes I'll go in with Elisa cuz we'll be at the gym together mm-hmm. or something. And we just like giggle. Like we're just everyone's naked, then we're like talking, and then someone walks in, and then you can't talk. And then, like, here's what happens in the steam room with women a lot of them are like, <sighs> right. <sighs> and they're you're doing like, Shut the fuck up. 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah, a lot of heavy breathing like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like, okay, They're great. They're releasing their stress, I would Yeah, go, they, do it somewhere else. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And, oh, uh, um, but And no. the men's, it's just men coming. So, men, <laughs> yeah, but. Just orgasm after wait, orgasm. Wait, do they orgasm in there and then you go sit on the jizz? That's generally why I didn't go in there, and it's also why the maintenance people at Equinox had to really be on top of that. But yeah, it was there was there was jizz there. I never, I don't know if I ever saw it. I was like you walk in and you fall, you yeah, slip on the jizz. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was bad. It was I never saw it. I don't know. I always put a towel down. I would go in there. I never stopped really going in there. But I, the guys know when, uh, who who's a good one and who's a bad one. Let me tell you something. There's a narc in the steam room. I, my, my, um, stage manager who I used to travel with for my one person shows, um, one time, no, multiple times, but one time I, I never forget. We were at a theater that was part of a Jewish community center. Okay. Yeah. We have and those. We, yeah. And so we, uh, we had a matinee. And we both went to the gym, and then I go down. I go to the theater to, to put on my makeup and get ready for the show, whatever. And he's like, "Oh my god, I just had the best sex." And I'm like, "How? We're in a JCC. It's Sunday morning." The I go, "Was the guy gay?" No. Like, like, how does, what, he, how how does, does that he, happen? How do you know? How does he know that the guy was? Or I don't know. It's like gay guys have this whole. Yeah. Th- I really yeah. am curious. Well, and they, but it's also like you're gay and you're a male, so you want to fuck all the time, right? It's a male. I've said that. I've always thought that, but I've had so many women push back and say that's a myth. Women think about sex just as much oh, as I'm men. Oh, sh- they, they do, but we just don't go and go, hey, we're in the steam room. You are breathing. Let's finger each other. That yeah. doesn't happen. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better, and I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. 
you need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You moved to New York yeah. after Cobble Scale. What did you, you studied humanities? I went, to, I went to an acting school in, in the Upper West Side, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, for two years. I did graduate from there, their two-year conservatory program. Wait, so you went to Cobble Skill first? Two years there, two years at this acting school. So you, when you, you moved right after Cobble Skill? Uh, the, the, uh, yes, I moved. I graduated from college, went home to Syracuse for two weeks, and got the fuck. I moved to New York City. I wanted to be in New York City. Right. I always knew I wanted to be in New York City when I was 12-year-old boy. Did you ever come to New York City? When I was 12, I'd come with my dad to see a baseball game. And then when we were like 15, we came down here for a, a day with my lacrosse team. Yeah, so you played lacrosse in college as well. Yeah, yeah. Were you good? Yeah, I was pretty good, but I was small. What? In high school, you were uh, you emceed all the shows. The talent shows. Yes, and you read the morning announcements on the... Every day. And I made up shit. And did everyone happening. laugh? Yes. And I got and in trouble, like, but it was Oh, so. Peach on the... Oh, everyone, Peach doing the announcements. Uh, yeah, they're like, you were funny today. Oh, so you, after the announcement, Well, I couldn't hear their laughs. I was in a little booth. Right, so you would walk down the hall and wait for yeah, people, people to go. Would, yes, they'd be like, really? Under, underwater basket weaving class after school today? That's a thing? Mm-mm, that was mine. People loved it. People loved that because so I was saying things that weren't true and the right. teachers didn't know until they did. And then one teacher stood behind me while I did the announcements and had his hand on my shoulder. And if I went off the script, he would pinch it very hard. No way. He pinched my, my nerves. That's against the rules now. I'm fine with it. In retrospect, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, it was worth it too. So oh, were you, funny... par- were you, did your parents come to school and, and everyone's like, oh, Pete's so involved and Pete's the great. And Pete- yeah, my, my teachers would tell my parents they loved me. I wasn't getting good grades, but they loved me. Yeah. See, Ben say Ben would get good grades, but he was so so funny yeah. that um <laughs> they would say he's kind of disruptive. Yeah. But he's so funny. Like I sometimes it's really hard for me to Yeah, that was I was similar to, to Ben. Yeah. I think my, my teacher would be like, he's disruptive, but he picks his spots, baby. Nice. Like, I wasn't too obnoxious. Right. I waited for my spot. I genuinely tried to respect the teacher. My mom was a teacher. I didn't want to upset right. the teacher, and I just wanted to be liked. But yeah, I got laughs, and that was all that That's mattered. All. Well, that and girls right. and sports. That was it for me. It was very simple. Um, Childhood, high school. Did everyone go to college after in your high school? Yeah, most most of my friends. Are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're at Cobleskill. You're you do your shit. You play lacrosse. You leave. You go. At Cobleskill is where I met black people. That was the first time you met black people. Well, I had some black people in my family in my life, but yeah, it was the first time that like by choice I spent time with and became friends with, very close with, and then roommates with black people. And they taught, yeah. So that was what college was for me. It was opening up of It the was learning about a lot about people. black culture. Not that it's monolithic, but yeah, it was my first real exposure to it where I was very close with black men and women who I and still am from college, those guys. You know, I grew up in a suburb where there were no black people. Um, 
We there didn't have a, blacks, Jews, Hispanics, uh, we had gays, Jews, had just and white Italians. Christians. Yeah, no. But we had tokens. a lot of anti We had a lot of anti Well, it's always around. Um, and racism. Um, How but, much uh, of it do you think is deserved? Hey, now. Hey, now. I meant racism, not anti Semitism. Oh. So it's really. It, it's How much re- sexism do you think is deserved? Shut the fuck up. So you come to New York, okay? Where do you go? Where do you live? I live in the Greystone Hotel, which is a... a oh, yeah. Uh, on, nine, on Broadway. Yeah, and it was long before it's now since been renovated, but it was an apartment. My parents didn't want to leave me there because it was so run down. Right, when, right. When you would walk, when I would walk outside... What year is this? Who, who I, I would walk outside 95 when I first moved here. And I would see people who were, I thought, homeless, except I knew they weren't because they lived in my building. And shit in the elevator and stuff like every day. Like it was a, it was like a place for mentally ill people, and it also was it's a on school Broadway, housing, right? For the, yeah, Broadway, and uh, but I loved it. I loved living on the Upper West Side. I loved New York. I City. know. Uh, I, I didn't love- care about my apartment. I was nineteen. I was I had my own space, so I I, I loved being there. So you get a job. How do you get a um, personal training job? Do you have to train for that? Yeah, I worked. Between my two years of college at Disney World. No, you didn't. I did my college internship at Epcot Center. Really? Then from there, after my second year of college, I moved, like I said, moved right to New York and I got my job. What did you do at Disney World? Fast food. I did fast food service because it was the only job that they had left. Right. I I had done an interview. So you're in Orlando. In Orlando for the whole summer. Wow. Didn't get laid. Did you get laid? The entire time. Are you kidding? Not once. Hooked up with two girls. And they did didn't fuck laid. you. No, but uh, but everybody fucked my roommate, I think. Really? Yeah, he was awesome. He turned up later on the Survivor show. No way. Yeah, my, my, my college, my Disney World college program roommate ended up on Survivor, and he was a stud, and he would get a lot of girls. And I was just focused on networking when I worked at Disney World, right. trying to figure out how to be an entertainer. Right. And, but uh, you didn't know what kind of entertainment. No, I always knew I wanted to be a comic. Right. I, okay. I, I wanted to always just. And my, who did you watch growing up that you were like, oh, that person's funny? Uh, I like. I, I watch a lot of Saturday Night Live. Right. I listen to George Carlin's yes. tapes that my dad had oh, hidden. And the best. That was it. So SNL was like yeah. made me think. You know, Dana Carvey was right. my favorite. Right. Phil Hartman. Right. And then uh, no later, women. when I moved to New York City to be a comic. I could tell, you know, people like you that I would see every night or a lot of night in the comedy clubs uh, were my heroes. I was like, how are they doing this? I used to watch you just you. destroy and think. And there weren't that many women who could yeah. kill like you could. There were a lot of funny women. Yeah. But you were one of the few who destroyed like a lot of the other men. And and they enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And then when I saw you walk into the gym, I was like, oh my God, that's Judy Gold, the comedian. I'm going to try to talk to her. And I did. And you shut me down. Oh God, I did not. I said, how can I get into the college market? Ugh. And you said, quit. (laughs) And then we became, then I I earned your trust. Oh, because you don't know it. I get it now. Oh, please. I get it now. I, completely understand i wish i mean that was 25 years ago at least yeah it had to been yeah and i was well 20 yeah yeah, i had already been doing it for a long time yeah yeah. and it i don't know i remember this young man with hair and promise i know you had hair a lot of hair so had it you became a trainer at equinox without doing the class no i did the class like i was working at the front desk and they said you have such a great personality have you ever thought about training and i'm like 
I have. I don't know if I could do that. And they're like, right. we'll teach you for free. And no they did, way. Yeah, they like recruited me and made me a trainer and I made them a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. But you only get half of what or I less. I forget what it was, but probably around half. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. But then you went, it was fine. It was, you got all your clients and then they were happy to t- take you privately and give right. you every, you know, so yeah, it was fine. So my wife still does it. She's really good at it. Loves it. Really? Oh, she's so good. She's was she at it. Equinox too? Yep. But she didn't. Yeah, she she worked there for about a year and then she quit because right. she couldn't work for that for them and for that money or for anybody. My wife can't work for anybody, right. so she does her own thing and she's good. She's great. So you start. I get you a spot at Stand Up New York. I guess I did. Yeah, okay. I called them for you. Yeah, or I had you come in and meet me or something. Maybe yeah. And. You're doing just doing stand up and training. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're not training anymore. Well, I wouldn't say all of a sudden. I was doing stand up and training probably five, six years. Right. And then the That's more not that long. The more I got the more I made doing comedy, the less training I would right, do. Right. And then once I I think I started opening for Artie Lang and that right. was kind of it. And I was working then I got jobs as doing warm up. How Artie's did yeah. So then, how did Artie meet you? We met just, we just knew each other from comedy. And then I think we became closer when I started working at Sirius XM, when I started hosting a one hour a day right. show on the comedy channels. Right. And then I got to know him and every comedian that How I How did you get your first radio job? I auditioned for it. I was a, Really? I was a guest on this guy who already had a show on the comedy channel. Who? His name is Steve Hofstetter. Oh, he, I know Steve. Yeah. And he would do this show. We had four comedians come in called right. Four Quotas. Okay. And it was like a white guy, a woman, a black person, what he called a wild card. It was a really good idea. And I was a, a regular guest on that show. I did it a few times. And then the, the executives there, you know, were launching a new show. And they had me and five or six other guys come in and host for a week and see how they did. Right. And they, I won the job. Who were the other guys? I don't remember. Keyword, guys. Yeah, they were all guys. Yeah. 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 And then I got that job and it was, that was a, a game changer for sure. Cause once I'm in a building, in an organization, I will. You'll fucking. Do whatever it takes to progress. Your way in. Yeah. Right. Do whatever it takes to progress. Okay. Like you did with me at the gym. Yes. Because I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. I try like, to make how people can like I do me comedy? And, be- and I was, and I didn't know if you were just doing it to, you know, if you really, you know, like so many people. We'll be like, oh, I want to do stand up. No, I moved to New York you, City to do stand up. Right. See, I, I knew who you that were. Out. Well, <laughs> you start doing this radio show and you're doing stand up. And are you living with your girlfriend at this point? Yeah. When I started doing the radio show, yeah. yeah. So, and you met her at Equinox? No, we met in Europe backpacking and we were staying at the same hostel. Okay. How did we miss the backpacking through Europe thing? Probably told you that at some point in our No, life. you didn't. Well, maybe you should ask about me more. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I mean, you how think old you were you? You know how I met my wife. You how know her. Old? You've known me. We were 25 when we met. It was the summer of 2000. We were in Switzerland in the Swiss Alps and Wait. we were hiking <clears throat> on a trail. My friend and I and her and her friend were uh, a little further ahead of us and they were uh, speaking. We heard them speaking American. That's and, English. Well, and when you're in Europe, you refer to it as American because oh, it right. wasn't British English. We heard right. them. Right, 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 right. They had helmets on. And so I started giving them grief for hiking with helmets. Uh-huh. And they laughed. We left our bikes down the hill. That's why we're still wearing helmets. And then I uh, basically I took my shirt off, my sunglasses off, and that was it. So okay. I like to tell That's the story. Funny. So 
you went you had already graduated from the the acting school. Yeah, I'd been doing comedy for a few years. And you left to go backpack through Europe yeah, for how long? About a, almost a month. I want to do that, but I'm too old now. Like I go back and I think, oh my god, all I wanted to do was spots and be a great comic, and I missed out on fucking life. I some, I sometimes think about that, but it's also just a mind fuck. The past is the past. I know. I mean, but I'll, when you get to be my, this is what I've learned ahead. now. I, I, you know, I used to be like, you know, if the comedy thing doesn't work out, I can wait tables. I could go into real estate. I could blah blah blah. You know, and now I'm at the age where no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But do you? Would you? Would you want to? Would you stop doing comedy if you Never. had some other source? No. I can't. So why I is it? Love, why does it come up as a? As it, a it just. I remember there were other options. Uh, right. You know what I mean? That yeah. are not there anymore. Or, you know, maybe I wasn't meant. To, I was meant to do. You know, but I never thought that. I never thought I wasn't meant to do something else. Like I was like happy when I did stand up for the first time. I was. I was 18, I think. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what I'm meant to do in my life. You can tell that when you're on stage now. And I still fucking love it. I yeah. still go out. I still fucking love it. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me no, it's not. It's just, just kill me. Now. Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>